Hello, everyone. I'm Patty Murphy. Thank you for listening. The On SI podcast is brought to you by Tom and Suzanne Crimmins, the owners of Tom Crimmins Realty. With their help, we're able to continue to share local Stat Island stories from Tottenville to Tompkinsville and everywhere in between. Tom Crimmins Realty is an independent, family-run business that knows how important it is to foster strong, community-minded neighborhoods. To that end, if you have a positive story you would like us to share, let our team know about it. Email us at stories at onsi.nyc. Now, on with this month's show. Straight ahead on this June 2021 edition of On SI. The Pride Center of Staten Island is making itself at home inside its newly opened facility in Clifton. How the community center plans to utilize its larger headquarters on Willow Avenue. An organic farm is now in operation on Staten Island's West Shore. Wondering where it is? A hint, you need to take an elevator to get there. And this month's Local Hero of the Month is a South Shore resident who's giving back to families who have tragically lost loved ones in the line of duty. Hello everyone, I'm your host, Patty Murphy. We begin this month with the island's new Pride Center on the North Shore and how it will help deliver even more services and programs to the borough's LGBTQ community. On SI's Joe Malvasio has more. Carol Bullock, the executive director of the Staten Island Pride Center, says its mission is to empower the local LGBTQ community and offer support where it can. During the pandemic, its mental health services were in demand. The LGBTQ community feels isolated to begin with. And then you add on this whole stay at home and and quarantine and and it it really, really impacted many, many individuals across the island and beyond. And fortunately, we were able to help as many of those as we can, and we continue to do so. Bullock said COVID-19 also hastened the need for a move to a larger facility since they've long outgrown their community space in Tompkinsville. And when the pandemic hit, we really tried hard to figure out how we would be able to safely come back when we were allowed to come back. And it just was not working in that space. It was um, very congested and a difficult layout to work with. Opened in May for the kickoff of Staten Island's Pride festivities, the new expanded center in Clifton at 66 Willow Avenue is larger, provides administrative offices, a bigger community room for events, and provides more options to create and share virtual offerings. So our view right now is really to have sort of a hybrid model going forward to, you know, allow the community to come together for those who can and feel, you know, comfortable and safe, um, but be able to incorporate those who may not be able to as well. Bullock says the new Pride Center will now turn its attention to expanding programming, hosting community events, making connections and offering education and outreach to the borough. I would encourage every Staten Islander to seek out uh, our website and and ask us for anything you need. Or if we do happen to come into your organization, you know, ask questions and and see how you can get involved and help. 
Staten Island has long said goodbye to its agricultural heritage. With tracts of farmland replaced with tracts of houses, especially after the construction of the Verrazano Bridge. But there's one new farm that is taking an innovative approach to organic farming in the 21st century. I caught up with Christine Garlisi of the Nocotra Group and the Lois and Richard Nocotra Foundation to chat about their new rooftop farm high above the island's west shore. And so can you describe for our listeners the farm and, you know, all the details? Where is it located? How big is it? What does it feature? I sure can. And I'm so glad you invited me to chat about this because it is one of my favorite topics, (laughs) especially in this season of growing. The farm that is called Nicotra Grown, and it's an organic rooftop farm at the top of the rooftop of Corporate Commons 3, which is the Nicotra Group's newest development on South Avenue in the corporate park of Staten Island. The building itself is 330,000 square feet. It's a Class A office space, LEED certified building, wonderful features uh, in terms of tenant amenities and the environment. And I also have to share with you that, you know, as we look towards a post-pandemic work life, a lot of the features that we planned five or six years ago at the inception of this building and and dreaming about the building uh, seem more meaningful now and prescient that, um, you know, that the new coaches incorporated so much outdoor workspace and the rooftop is part of the outdoor workspace. So it's a hybrid space. It's an event space. It's a workspace. We're going to have classes up there for the community, 40,000 square feet of rooftop farm. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there are outdoor working stations, outdoor working pods at the rooftop and also located around the property. There are trails around the property. There's overscale art. There's an outdoor classroom. We have EV chargers for electric cars. Mm -hmm. Um, this This is what's next in work. Right. And what's next in work is not sitting, you know, always in a cubicle. It's being fluid in your day, fluid in your work week. So when you come up to the farm, you open this beautiful glass door and you see the expanse of the rooftop farm. And to one side, you see the Manhattan skyline. Mm -hmm. And to the other side, you see the new park that's developing thanks to um, the renovation and revisualization of what was Fresh Hills. So the largest park in the Northeast, you see that to the other side. And you really see all of Staten Island from this rooftop. And you know, you see the expressway too, because of course we're located so close, which is what makes the corporate park obviously so popular and accessible that we're so close to the two, where the two expressways meet. Um, So to stand up there and see the four bridges and see Manhattan, you really get the expanse of Staten Island. And then you look down and there's garlic growing and wildflowers in another area. So it's really, it's innovative. There's nothing like it on Staten Island. And Lois and Richard Nakocha dreamed a big dream and it's starting to really take root. No pun intended. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. Why was it important to incorporate the farm into the corporate park? You know, we worked closely with Brooklyn Grange, who have been wonderful consultants, and they did the Brooklyn Navy Yard rooftop farm, but they've done rooftop farms around the world. So, you know, the the Nacotras value expertise, and their expertise has been wonderful. Their advice has been wonderful. We also consulted with DEP, and we consulted with 
a wonderful landscape architect who has helped us re-envision their entire 415 acres of land at the corporate park. So because the Nicotras did not build on every every inch that they purchased from New York City, mm-hmm. um, we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that we are on a 415-acre site. Mm-hmm. So the rooftop farm, if you will, is an extension of what we're already doing, except now we will have something edible, which really ties into Nicotra's ballroom and above. Um, so Mr. Nicotra likes to say that a bride, if she wanted to, could go to the rooftop farm in the morning and pick a tomato and see it on her plate that night. If she wants to have that farm to table experience, our chefs will work with all of our, all of our guests. But how about this? How about if you work in, in corporate commons three and you want to pick up your salad before you head home that night, What if you're at work and you want to go and work on the rooftop and, you know, take your tablet up to the rooftop and sit in one of the Adirondack chairs and look at our wildflower garden. Mm -hmm. Um, So why did we do it for all those reasons? And I also think for reasons we don't even know of yet. I can't wait to see what the tenants think of it. That's so cool. Will the produce be used for Commons Cafe too? Yep. So our Commons Cafe, which I know you know about, you've you've been such a a wonderful, (laughs) wonderful supporter of our social enterprise eatery. So in 2011, the Nicotras donated $1.6 million to open the Commons Cafe, meaning that they um, gave the money to open the cafe so the cafe could open debt-free and immediately start awarding 100% of the profits to our community. So we've given more than a million dollars because all of the profit, again, the Nicotras don't take a penny. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone in the cafe gets paid and we do, you know, we have to pay the Boris Head cold cut guy and we have to pay mm-hmm. the, the baker, but the Nicotras do not take a penny. They donate all of the profit to our community. Um, so yes, if we can feature some of the produce from the rooftop in the Commons Cafe and also feature it in Pienza, which is going to be our new social enterprise eatery located in that same building, that would be wonderful. This is all part of the plan. We worked with Brook- Brooklyn Grange um, to decide what we were planting. And you know, this is my, I hate to say I have a favorite thing about working for the Nicotras, but I love to eat. We love food. Um, so as we were planning what's to plant, we did it backwards. We did it from the menu. So we planted what we wanted to eat. So there will be fig trees up there. There's going to be, as I said, garlic, lots of garlic. In fact, we took a photo with gar- with when we were planting the garlic with pasta in our hand and <laughs> tomato sauce and olive oil because we're ready. As soon yeah. as the garlic comes up, we're good to go. Um, but of course, tomatoes and arugula. Um, all different types of lettuce. So yes, it will be featured there. It will be featured at Lorenzo's, which is our mm-hmm. fine dining restaurant located in the Hilton. And of course, in our event venues. Yeah, that's really what it's all about. And when I stand up on the roof, and again, we've been going up to the roof before the dirt was brought up. We had to hire a special company to shoot the soil from the ground up. I have learned more about farming mm-hmm in the last year than I ever could have dreamed I would know and how good it is to be connected and think Mm -hmm. about where your food comes from. Um, I'm Italian. I think that like garlic was probably part of my um, (laughs) life from the moment I entered this world. I, I love it. And I I think that because that's the first thing we planted, I keep referring to it because Mm -hmm. it was a seminal moment. It was like, Mm -hmm. we're finally planting something, but let me tell you something. I didn't know that to plant garlic, you take a garlic bulb, split it, and the little cloves, that's what you plant. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, a, 
not a seed. It's not a bulb. You know, it's the bulb is actually the edible and the bulb is what you're planting. Did you know that? Of course not. <laughs> so, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, wait a second. Why did they just wheel up like that of, <laughs> of garlic bulbs? Oh, garlic bulb. It's the things that, you know, our grandparents probably knew yeah. that got lost in, in the mix of getting life busy again. So isn't it good right. as I eat, eat now to think about where it came from? Well, that brings me to my next question, which is how is it going to be maintained? And is there an opportunity for the community to get involved? Because I think that would be really a holistic approach to things. It, it, of course, you know, we're, and whenever the Nicotras are involved, there's an opportunity for us to involve our community, which is one of the reasons that I'm passionate about working for them. And it's funny because um, I play a couple of different roles with the Nicotra group. And one of the roles I play is to be a little bit of a community ambassador and, you know, get to know our community and how we can help. So we have a group on Facebook and Instagram called Love Staten Island. Mm -hmm. And um, in the Love Staten Island group, I've kind of hinted that we're going to definitely invite groups to come up and um, in some capacity volunteer and on return. And I know that this is not a new thing. This co-ops all around, very popular in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. I believe Snug Harbor launched uh, one years ago. Ours is going to be a touch different. We're also going to have um, a connection with local food banks like Project Hospitality because we all know that there's always a need for food, but there's also uh, the food desert sometimes is devoid of fresh food. You know, it's canned or boxed. Mm -hmm. So whether people volunteer to take it home, whether they volunteer to donate it, we haven't worked that out yet, Um, but certainly it'll be open. It'll also be available for classes. So if it's a yoga class or any sort of class that can be held outdoors and enhanced by that gorgeous view, enhanced by being next to things that are growing. Um, And then there'll also be different tastings that we're going to do up on the rooftop. So we're going to have a long gathering table Uh, Again, the Adirondack chairs. It is dreamy. And um, I'd be lying if I said I don't find reasons to go up there. (laughs) Just going to go check. Make sure that the hose spigot is running like they don't need me to do that. Does the community need a rooftop garden? It's almost like saying, did the community need the corporate park? Well, 17,000 people a day come to the corporate park to work or to learn or to have lunch at Lorenzo's, Mm -hmm. you know, so yes, we needed it. I would not be able to spend my adult life working close to my home and close to my children if it were not for the visionary people like the Nicotras Mm -hmm. who developed it. So I think that we don't even know how much this farm is going to mean to us yet. I think that's fantastic. I'm excited to see what the future holds as well. Is there anything else you want to add today? Well, I think that what I want to add is, you know, if I look back now at this last year, like all of us, right, there's a little reflection going on about as we start to ease back into our lives, what are the next version of our lives? You know, one day I was walking around the hotel and we got a group text to our phone and it was um, from Mr. and Mrs. Nakotra, and they said, and this was last year, it had to be around a year ago, Patty, because um, the flowers were really blooming around the Hilton and the Hilton garden and truly is a garden. It's just, you know, the gazebo and everything. So the text said, managers, remind your staff to go outside and look at the flowers. Everything's in bloom Mm -hmm. and go outside and breathe and look at the flowers, you know, because at that moment we were very, everyone was scared. You know, we were 
feeling hesitant as a world, not just our staff. We were, you know, remember people were even scared to open their windows at that point. We didn't know what was going on with the pandemic. So to get that message from your employer, Mm -hmm. not only to us, but to tell our staff, make sure on, you know, on your break or just go outside for a few minutes to stop and literally smell the roses. (laughs) Um, So I guess that's what I want to share, that that is the environment in which we are creating this corporate park. They are leading us with that optimism, that positivity and reinforcing that nature can nourish. So even in a corporate park, our focus on um, flowers and trees and art is the focus of the Nicotras. And I think it brings a lot to our community. I truly do. I 100% agree. That's amazing. We all have something to learn from them. Well, thank you for that. You're very welcome. Now, we are proud to bring you our Local Hero of the Month, a segment made possible with support from Tom and Suzanne Crimmins of Tom Crimmins Realty. In this installment, we introduce you to Joseph Imperatrice of Great Kills, a true local hero assisting those who have tragically lost loved ones in the line of duty. On December 20, 2014, NYPD police officers Rafael Ramos and Wenjin Liu were shot and killed while sitting in their patrol car in Brooklyn. The family members of the officers struggled to accept the harsh reality of their deaths. That's when Joseph Imperatrice knew he had to do something to help them. At the end of the day, you hope to never be in their shoes and you may never understand what they went through, but you want them to know that they always have somebody thinking about them and ready to help. Imperatrice is the leader behind fundraising efforts to support families who've lost loved ones in the line of duty. In some cases, support goes beyond raising money for the families to help alleviate financial burdens. He's helped organize special events, like throwing out the first pitch at a Major League Baseball game, so family members can create fond memories and be reminded of why their loved one pursued a career in public service. You got to stay positive for anyone that's thinking about being a cop, be positive. You know, on top of having benefits and a good paying job and some stress, you really are making a difference for people out there that you may never speak to again. You may never even know you changed their lives, but there's somebody out there in your career that's going to be thinking about you, that officer that really did change their life one day. In policing, the threat to an officer's life is ever present and tragedy will strike again. So Imperatrice embraces the adversity the future holds while staying committed to helping the families of the fallen and building stronger communities. That's why Joseph Imperatrice is our local hero of the month. I want people to look at each other and love one another, no matter what background they're from, no matter what they look like, no matter uh, what they do for a living. You know, New York City is a great place. We've had some really terrible people take that away from us and make us think that it's not. But this is the greatest city in the world. And finally, in case you missed it, in our last edition of On SI, we spoke with Tom Beyer, the owner of Beyer's Market on Victory Boulevard. Beyer said he's optimistic Staten Island will rebound from the COVID-19 pandemic and grow even stronger. And as he starts his fourth decade in business, he intends to be part of the island's comeback for years to come. I'm, I'm not looking to go anywhere. I'm still being involved with the community and uh, I still like what I do as long as I could spend time with my family, travel a little bit and still stay involved with the community. I'm fine.
you know, it always comes back to Staten Island. Staten Island has and still has that uniqueness of um, of that community that everybody knows everybody. It's, you know, it's a big island, but it's a small island. So uh, it's pretty awesome. That'll do it for this edition of On SI. A thank you to Carol Bullock, Christine Garlisi, and Joseph Imperatrice and Tom and Suzanne Crimmins. Please check out our website at onsi.nyc and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. We feature stories that matter to locals. If you have one you'd like to share, email it to us at stories at onsi.nyc. Until next time, be well.